The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, notebook wagering here. We are without our Alex Trebek Q, but we got Smitty and myself, if you follow Matt. Check us out on Twitter. We're going to uh, shoot a little off-the-cuff podcast tonight for you guys. We're going to hit some college hoops, dabble a little NFL, and you know what? Maybe we'll get a little college story in there or something. Oh. You got anything you want to jump off the gun with here? No, I think no. it's good to be here. Two-man show. Um, you know, we'll see how we do here. Don't have our uh, the true point guard tonight leading the show, but we'll see what we can do. No, I mean, you know, I think we could start the show, but just what do you think of some of the game? Any games last night that kind of jumped out at you or any thoughts on anything last night? Uh, there is, of course. Uh, and hey, don't sell yourself short. You and I can dish out some assists. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the games I know you wanted to touch on was UVA getting smoked by NC State. So going forward, I mean, UVA basically struggles to score. Now it seems like they're struggling to get some stops against a really undermanned NC State team. And I know you wanted to really hit on this because I think they burned you. So go ahead. You got the floor. No, I didn't play them last night. I've, I've been telling Q, I'm just, I'm not impressed by them at all. And, you know, if you really look, they only go about eight guys deep. I think last night they had eight guys playing. I'm not high on the point guard at all. Uh, you know, I think he's way too small watching some of their games. Teams take him down to the paint consistently. Uh, the game against Duke on Saturday night, he drove multiple times, got a shot blocked. The The key shot at the end to tie it, I think, or to win it, he tried to shoot a three. It got blocked. I think he would be a good player if he came off the bench for a little change of speed kind of guy. I just don't like him at a point guard position. And really, who have they beat? Matt, you know, I'm look, I looked back at their schedule, you know, they played Gonzaga. They lost by 23 Virginia tech. That was ranked. They lost by 14 recently played Florida state. They lost by 21. So I don't see, I mean, where is any big wins by this team? I, I don't see any. It really isn't any. And, and I'm going to kind of tie this. I love the NCAA tournament. So Looking, I'm I'm kind of looking bigger picture going forward. This is a team to me that really could struggle. Round one, uh, two years ago, well, it was two or three years ago when they lost to Maryland, Baltimore County. Man, I don't know. It, right now, they're ranked 15th. They're they're going to plummet, I think, after this loss this week. They might they might drop down to the 25 line, which gets them a four or five seed, and that's upset city right there. Well, I think you hit on it too. You know, we're used to seeing them be such a lockdown defensive team. Yeah. And they're not anymore. They're really not. And, you know, they really, with the Hauser and uh, Huff, those are the two guys. I mean, if one of them have an off night, I don't know where some of the other points are coming from. I'm going to keep us, I'm going to keep the ship in the ACC. I want to touch on North Carolina dropping an absolute 
dud last night to Marquette. Yeah, I, w- I bet they wish they could take that uh, scheduling. Yeah, that was like they asked for somebody to play them or something. Yeah. So they're definitely they're definitely on the bubble. I mean, they're fourteen and seven, and that's another team you look at. Where is their quality wins going into this? Now, my guess is alone on name and recognition, if they're a questionable team, they're they're going to get the nod. But I'm looking at their uh, their uh, win totals right now. Their best win right now is, <laughs> I mean, wow, it's Northeastern, eighty-two sixty-two. They they haven't they've lost to Virginia. They got smoked by Virginia. They lost to Clemson, Florida State. They got routed by. Georgia Tech, who's a team that I really love. I would not want to see them in the tournament if I was anybody else. UNC got steamrolled by Iowa and Texas. They're they're just not another good squad to me. I know it's a down year for the ACC. And betting-wise, man, Carolina's a hard team to roll with right now. You know know who's playing really well in the ACC is uh, Duke. They are at the right time. Uh, And we've bashed them all year. And it's kind of like, oh, we lost our superstar. Let's rally. Yeah. And they've they've kind of pulled that off. I mean, right now, if you can look at a futures, maybe for that tournament, the ACC tournament, I would I'd take I'd take a chance with Duke. I think they're playing as well as anybody in that conference right now. Again, Florida State's really good. I think that's a team that if you listen to a lot of experts and they talk about a team that can make a deep run in the tournament. That is a team they just think is, I mean, Greg Peterson on being last week with us, he said that he's like, they could match up size wise with Baylor and they're maybe even more athletic than Baylor. So that's a team, but Duke right now, keep an eye on Duke. Duke's playing really well. That's a great call for the futures. Plus, you know, uh, pedigree. I mean, when doesn't he go into the tournament as a huge favorite? and everybody's got a bullseye on their back, this could be a year if, hey, they sneak in at a seven seed. Man, it's got some little potential to do some damage there too. Yeah, and you've said, I mean, certain teams are playing extremely well right now, and this is the time when you need to heat up and get in, you know, and hopefully you can make a run in your tournament and then stay hot and then continue in the, you know, NCAA tournament. Some of these teams like UVA, like we hit on, they're kind of treading in the wrong direction at the wrong time right now. So uh, that's a perfect segue. So uh, Peterson was always one of his main criteria is what teams are trending up, basically take a look at their last five games. And we may have put the jinx on them, but the Missouri Tigers in their last five, since we came out of the show and said, hey, we love these guys, they are one and four and really struggling. Well, I told Q, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's their best player, but I can't think right now off the top of my head. He was out. When they lost that first time to Old Miss, he did not play. There was two games he didn't play, and he. I think he came back and they won. Now, they lost They lost the other night, and that, that killed. I had a three-team money line uh, parlay, and that, that was the game they played Old Miss again, and Old Miss got up really quick on him. Missouri made a nice comeback. I think even took the lead, but then gave it right back and lost. Yeah, they're not playing well right now. That is a team that I think, again, we put the wax on them the other day. You know, another team I did that to on Saturday, I I text, I think it was you guys or maybe just Q, and I said, man, Notre Dame's playing really well, playing extremely well. They were routing Syracuse, and 
as soon as I gave that text out, next thing you know, it's creeping closer and closer. Then Syracuse went ahead and like won by double digits. I like, well, I just put another jinx on another team. See, I'm looking at uh, uh, Missouri right now. They have four scores who go in double digits, which is solid. But that's not that impressive, and uh, they're struggling to score. So they have Xavier Pinson, the guard, averaging 14. Drew Smith, the guard, averaging 14. Then you got the forward, uh, Jeremiah Tillman, averaging 13. And Mark Smith, another guard, averaging 10. So they do have the stellar guard play, lo and behold. But, man, they're, they're just uh, – they're hitting their downfall right here at, the, at a pretty crucial time right now. Yeah, another game I watched a lot last night. I and I had in a teaser was Bama at Arkansas. And I'll tell you that you talk about officiating just, I mean, you know, I, I looked at it. I mean, I just can't believe this is true. I mean, I've watched the game and I just don't remember them shooting, but I looked at two different sites. They said they shot 27 out of 43 free throws in that game. And I'm like, is that correct? And I looked at two sites and I mean, both had it. A lot of bad calls. You know, Arkansas jumped out really quick. Bama came back, even took the lead, and then Arkansas just routed them. But I'll tell you, I thought there were some times Alabama went to the rack and got fouled, and they didn't call anything, and then it was just ticky-tack on the other way. Uh, a, a player for Bama got two technicals, got thrown out of the game. I mean, Arkansas is tough. I mean, Arkansas is a good team. And again, Bama – they just didn't shoot well from the three-point line. I think 11 out of 33. Bama's a, a really, really – I'm actually kind of glad they lost. Um, I think it, it takes their stock arrow up and, and takes them off the radar a little bit. So this is a futures team I'm really going to look at. Their top four scorers are all guards, but they're not guards in any aspect. They're all lanky guards who's really going to come into play coming down the stretch. I think for a tournament run team, if you can find a futures to even get Bama into the final four, that was, that would be a, a futures ticket. I would actually look at not to win at all, but potentially get in the final four. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's a team. If they shoot well, they're going to be really tough to beat. And like you said, they spread you out. Well, every guy can shoot three pointers, but the thing is if they're not hitting man, they're, they're in trouble. They're in trouble, and that's with so many teams. But, you know, that's that's their philosophy, and that's how they play. And, you, you know, they, they roll it. And, I mean, they had, they spread out the game last night. They had, like, all – all every guy was not even in the paint. They were all out by the three-point uh, line, spread out offense. I mean, it's, it's a unique system, and they just – didn't play well. Didn't play well at all. And again, the refs really took the flow out of the game. It was it was tough to watch because it just never really could get into the flow of the game. And and sometimes the officials kind of do that. So let's uh, let's shift gears. Let's move over to tonight. We're going to apologize though for the late start tonight, crew. So we didn't get to shout any picks out for tonight. But Smitty and I can roll through a couple big games. Uh, the Michigan game versus Iowa just ended. And Michigan, uh, if I'm just looking at the box score and then from what I'm reading, they must have absolutely waxed Iowa tonight and, and flexed some muscle tonight. Yeah, I, I had the game on when we were setting up here and watching, and Michigan is dominant. They Personally, I think they should be maybe the number one overall seed. 
what they're doing in the the conference they play, the teams they're beating. Where again, Gonzaga, you know, they're they're dominant too. I get it, but really, if you look at their competition and conference, and they were struggling tonight, um, Gonzaga and that. But back to Michigan, you know, big win on Sunday too against Ohio State. The the big kid, the freshman underneath, is a stud. There, that's another team that can just spread you out, shoot the three, can drive to the to the rim. Going to be very tough to knock out of the tournament. Yeah, I'm going to whip through some quick stats just to show here. So I think one of the most impressive things tonight is they held Iowa to 57 points. They dominated the boards by 10, 43 rebounds. They shot almost 40. They shot 47.1 percent tonight. Six turnovers, which is fantastic. Didn't commit too many fouls, and I guess, man, that's a perfect recipe for defense, kill the glass, and then keep Iowa just to 57 points. That's an impressive win tonight. You know, I was so I had daily wager on today, and well, tonight they were saying about this game. I can't remember who it was made a comment about Iowa's struggles against really good defensive teams, and they brought up the, the Indiana game when they played Indiana. And Michigan can lock you down, and you saw it tonight that, like you said, Iowa usually scores a lot of points. Well, they didn't tonight. And Garza and Garza looked – Garza did not play great. And that goes again with the big guy, um, Dickerson, I believe, uh, underneath. And, you know, he's a D.C. kid. He came out of this area, and what a great pickup by uh, Michigan to have him because he's he's going to be a superstar. So a couple – I'm going to give my uh, my uh, plays tonight. I actually had FDU on the money line to beat Sacred Heart tonight. That was a basically a pick em game. It went to minus one for FDU. I kept it at money line. They're up by 13 with three minutes to go. That should be a win. I had the Michigan over. That's obviously a loser. And then I had Moorhead State, who's a surprisingly good little squad here, especially for betting reasons. And I took the game over 132, and they pulled it out and got me to 134 tonight. That's great. Yeah, I'll give out mine. I played a teaser. I had Michigan down to – it was a plus a half, which was a winner. And I have Eastern Kentucky up to plus 13, which they're up by about 12 points. So that's looking really good. I had – this one was looking great. I took Santa Clara up to 36 points. And they covered. Now, Western Kentucky let me down. That was a one-point game against the Cougars of Houston there. And then they got blown out by about 22 by the end. So that's going to be a loser. I have a three-team money line parlay. Minnesota, Arizona, Matt's favorite team, Ugh. and Austin P. So we're going to see how that goes. I did add uh, two just side for me. I took an Eastern Illinois Weber State. I did not give that out. That was a two-team money line parlay, and then I did another three-team money line parlay with uh, the Horizon Conference started their first round tonight, and I took Green Bay, uh, Milwaukee, and Detroit. Detroit won, and the other two are winning right now. So hopefully we can get them. And Eastern Illinois right now is back up, winning in that game, and. I just looked. Austin P just tipped off, and they're up about eight already in that. So we'll see how it goes tonight. It's been tough. We were on we were on a tough one last night, myself and Matt. We had Tulsa minus two. I gave that Bad out. Beat. They were losing. Well, they got out to a great start, got up big. Then were losing. Took a one point lead. Had the ball with like nine seconds, and 
some, I don't know what he was doing through just a really bad pass. It got stolen. Cincinnati hit a layup and won the game. Jabroni. That's a jabroni. Oh, it was bad. I thought yes. he mad. I was sitting there going, oh my goodness. Like what? All you had to I do is hold the ball. Me. Just I said it. fade me. So Smitty, I want to touch on two things here real quick. Um, I heard a rumor today. I don't know how true it is that Baylor is thinking about not finishing out their games until uh, the tournament time. Hmm. I did not hear that. Uh, now it was just a, I believe I saw it on Twitter. could have been real, could have been not, but I was so busy today. I really didn't get to check it out. Cause I was really looking forward to that game tonight against West Virginia and it got canceled again. So I don't know if that's on the West Virginia side or if that's on the Baylor side. Yeah. I, I there was something the other night about this game and I did not see why it was being canceled. I know there was another game tonight. That was, I think, a West Coast game that I think, oh, I mean, it was not a good game. It was uh, San Diego and Portland. And I think there was issues with, I think, Portland, and they canceled that like minutes before tip. I know another team that, Matt, what you said with like Baylor, Iona is doing the same thing. They, they're they done. They canceled until the tournament time and um, their conference tournament. And they somebody was writing something the other day and said how it's going to affect because some of these teams – have not played enough conference games or it's kind of, it's a little bizarre. And, you know, you have to really, you have to really look at these conference. Like I did not, I read it tonight about the horizon starting tonight. I did not know this was the first round until right around tip off. And if you notice they played a night and then they don't come back now until the next round until like next, I think it's next week sometime. And then after that round, they're giving it a couple more days off. And then the championships, like the following week, there a lot of these tournaments are starting earlier, but they're spread out now because they're trying to. If they win and someone tests positive, they're trying to give them some days off so they can come back in the next game. So I, I found something. It looks like this is per the BaylorBears.com. The Big Twelve Conference announced a revised men's basketball schedule for all league teams on Tuesday, resulting in the addition of three games to Baylor's schedule during the week of March first through seventh, and the m- removal of the WVU home game on February twenty-fifth. So Baylor will now travel to play West Virginia Tuesday, March second. Return home to play Oklahoma State the fourth, and then Texas Tech on the seventh. So they're going to be out for a couple days again. And they they struggled. I took Iowa State the other night in a teaser because that was a big line. Baylor was favored by like 23. Yep. And I yeah, and Iowa up, State hung and hung. Yeah, they were winning that game. And, you know, it's it's just these teams that are off for a long time. That's And Iowa State's not quitting. They're playing hard. I mean, they're not a very good team this year, but you can tell that they have not given up on the season and they're playing extremely hard. So that so, was that was really that was an easy winner, really. Easy I'll winner. piggyback another thing that you actually Smitty sent me this text the other day, and he said this team is going to be in the tournament. Wichita State, the Shockers. You think they're they're a shoe in? I you know I brought it up last week with uh, with Greg on the show, and again that coach has done just what a great Admirable job, job to Admirable. to come into where that situation and how late. I mean, it was right when the season was ready to start, and he's done a great job. I, I think they should get in. I really do. I think they're a good I team. I do, too. I was surprised to see their game cancel as well tonight because this was a pretty big matchup. They had they had SMU tonight, uh, SMU 11-4, Wichita State 13-4. Thir- so that could have been a huge win tonight 
I think I think normally the NCAA tournament runs on the 20 win rule. I think uh, a 15 win rule is going to be more important this year for teams resume. I agree with that. I think that's a good comment there. I read one today. They said, so if a team gets in, somebody wrote this on Twitter and I can't remember where I read this or who I read this from today. And they said, if a team gets in the tournament, but then they get shut down, yep, they're allowed, then they're going to be exited out and they're going to, a replacement team then is going to be put in. But now if it starts and they, let's say they play and they win the first round, but then it's like, Oh, we're, we have COVID issues and we can't play. They, that game's just the team that they're playing just wins like a forfeit and they move on. Correct. And uh, I actually heard that right before I left for the gym tonight that potentially if there is problems, we could see a 67 or 68 or a 67 or a 66 kind of team format and somebody else may get a buy, but they're totally unsure of how they're going to make this work. Yeah. And it's like I too, uh, Sunday, I was watching the St. Bonaventure Davidson game and they said the same thing. The Atlantic 10 tournament starts. I think next week, but it's one of those two. It's spread out. So the championship's not until like selection Sunday. And what they said, those two teams are going to be in the hotel. And after the game, they'll get them back to the hotel. They're going to sit there. If, you know, whoever wins is going to get in for sure. But if the other team gets in, then they're going to bust those teams directly into Indianapolis to get it to, to the wherever their hotel is there and get them in there. So, I mean, you can tell these what they're doing here. They're really spreading these games out. These kids are, I mean, I feel bad because, I mean, I heard one guy said, you know, all they do is practice and go back to their room or if they're in a hotel and road and they sit there, they eat by themselves. They had a story the other night about Matt, Matt McClung down at Texas Tech. He was in the car, I think, with the head coach, and they drove by a building, and he said, what is that? I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> and it was yeah, like, it, it was like a campus. student union or something, or I forget what it was. I mean, it was a building that, like, if you would know what it was, but he had no clue because he probably hasn't been walking around campus. So let's do let's do a quick uh, – let's do three rapid-fire games just for anybody who might be tuning in on the late games. We'll touch on three of them. We have okay. uh, love it. Oregon State at Cal. Uh, Cal is getting one at home. Uh, Oregon State. You're going to you're going to roll with Peterson. I'm actually going to take Cal, the Cal Bears at home getting the point. I like that game. I mean, I know we said I we're going to get the tune into it. I yeah, I enjoyed watching them against Colorado um last Saturday night. I you know, they're they're not a bad team. I'll, I'll take Oregon State. Okay. Uh, Washington State fourteen and ten at Arizona fifteen and eight. Arizona's minus eight and a half. Hmm. I have them in the three team money line, but uh, eight and a half. Oh, you can tease them down. I won't yell at you. No, I'll do straight. I'll just do straight plays. I would still probably take. I'm just gonna say this just to irritate you again. Arizona, I knew you were. Give me Arizona. Give me the cougs and the points, buddy. I, I I just I'm I'm done. I'm officially broken up with Arizona basketball. And last one of the night, Pacific, who surprisingly has been very good against the spread, versus the St. Mary's Gales. Uh, Pacific seven and seven, seven and six against the spread against St. Mary's twelve and seven, eight and eleven against the spread. 
and I believe the line is Pacific plus six. I'll tell you, that's not a greatest St. Mary's team. No, it's one of not. the worst, one of the worst St. Mary's teams I've seen in a long time out there. I would, I, you know what? Give me Pacific. Man, we are we are over three head to head button tonight. I'm actually going to roll with the Gales tonight, just because they cover the spreads eight when it's uh, minus eight to minus four reasonably well, and I really don't know anything about Pacific. Give me the Gales. I think that is that um, Damon Stoudemire that coaches that team. Oh, does he really Pacific? I, I think so. Let me look. Wow, that up. I believe See, that's so. some news to me. Well, while you're looking that up, let's uh, let's shoot into a little bit of stock up, stock down. We seem to get into this every week. I'll start, and then we'll fire into – we'll wrap it up with a little football. We can get on some rants and raves about some news. So stock up for me, and I hate to do it. I feel like I'm going to jinx it. I'm actually a fan of these guys, even though I'm a big blue fan. But Sparty right now seem to be hitting their stride. Seem to be playing really, really good defense and finally not turning over the ball. I'm going to give them stock up. And then my other team for stock up is going to be USC. And they have a big game going on, I believe, right now. I'm watching against, it right. I have it on. They're playing Colorado, correct? Yeah, right they're now? down uh, 11-6 right now. And there we go. The jinx, are, I already got them. I already got the jinx on them. <laughs> yeah, they're done tonight since you said stock up on them. For all you listeners out there, uh, uh, fade me recently. Fade me. I am the jinx. Well, uh, you know, I'll, say, I'll just say something about USC. I took Arizona last Saturday against them. And, I mean, Arizona beat them straight up. Yeah. You know, USC has really good guys underneath. I know they played really well the other night. They really, man, they pounded someone the other night. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but I, I'll tell you a team that I'd say stock up. And I know that came off. I like this Colorado team. Me too. I'm going to be in agreement with you here. I, I think, again, sometimes on the road, they're not great, but I like their size. I like the point guard. Seems like he can kind of take over a game a little bit here. I, I kind of like them. I mean, and I agree with you with Michigan state, Michigan state's playing extremely well. They have a big game tonight. They play Ohio state. Yeah, they're on right now. We got a, we got a tight one, uh, all tied 11, 11 after five minutes. Okay. So that's, that's a big game. And another, I mean, another team I'll say with stock up right now is Duke. I'm going to stick with Duke. Nice. Great call. Yeah. Uh, you won't get any argument from me. I'd, I'd I'd love to have a tournament where I don't see Duke, Carolina, and Kentucky. But if they get in, they get in. But I'm going to go back to your Colorado pick. I love their size. I really do. I think they can pose some problems for a lot of people merely on their size. And they score the ball pretty well. They they dump in some points. Yeah, I, I like them. Their size is, I think, going to be very tough in the tournament. And they just we actually have some great late games tonight. There's a, a Boise State, San Diego State for the uh, uh, supremacy out there on the West. The yep. uh, Aztecs up early 11 to 2. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a, I mean, San Diego State has a good team. I mean, it seems like they struggled a couple games this year, but they're. It, they get in, they, they could be dangerous in the tournament, too. You know, and I, I was talking to Q. I think so many people 
again, are just saying to themselves, well, it's going to be the Zags. It's going to be Baylor. I'll tell you, you know, we said last week with Greg, Michigan for sure. I really like oh, that Ohio State-Michigan game on Sunday was one of the best games I've watched in a long time. It was. I'll touch on. I'll touch on a bet that we we brought up to Peterson. Um, was the the whole uh, the field versus Baylor and Gonzaga? You you tell me two weeks ago, I probably would have said, "Give me Baylor and the Zags." Now, give me the field. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd take the field in a second. Yeah, Baylor. Baylor seemed to uh, not that. I mean, they're still undefeated. But I don't know if that's the moniker you also want to have going into the tournament to be undefeated. Well, I think, too, you know, you look at the Zags, and again, they're so talented, and they have so many weapons and so many guys. But again, the last, you know, how many weeks, who have they played? Like so that, that West Coast Conference, whatever conference they're in, they, I mean, their their competition this year is really lackluster well yeah because if you you know you break it down over the years you could look at and say okay well saint mary's that that was always the real big game like especially if gonzaga went to saint mary's gym the crowd was into it but like we just said a little bit ago that's not a very good saint mary's team now byu i thought the first time when byu played them oh this can be a good game well gonzaga destroyed them now i think their last game of the year is at byu and BYU is playing pretty well right now. Now, do I think they can beat them? I don't know. Again, I don't know if they're allowed any fans even in there. BYU is a really tough place to play when the fans are there. It's, you know, it's just, are they going to, when they finally get in the tournament and they play somebody that has is really peaking, are they going to, could they get beat? Absolutely, I think. Uh, I'm going to do a little shout out for our fans here. Um, I think something to look at now that you touched on like their, the whole schedule, I would look at Baylor. If you can find a bet to not go undefeated right now with that scheduled rechange and then having to go on the road and play three games real, 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 real quick. Mm -hmm. I would, I I would have envisioned that they're going to drop an L in there somewhere. No, I mean, I think you said they have to go to Texas Tech. And WVU, and they have uh, Oklahoma State in there with Cade Cunningham. Yeah, and Oklahoma State's a good team. Yeah, they're playing playing well right now. Just beat Texas Tech. And that's another team. I know you've said, I think you really, you know, you've said, oh, they could, you have a futures bet with them. I can't remember. I do. Okay. I really like Texas Tech, but, man, after McClung, their scoring is questionable so if somebody can if, if there's a team that they meet up with a lockdown defender that can shut him down they're they're in trouble now he is excellent and he can get his own shot so yeah you know watching that i had that i had them i think in a teaser in that oklahoma state uh game the other night mcclung didn't play very well cold shooting he did come late in that game and hit some key shots but i agree with you i just don't see if he has a bad game where can where's the other points coming from? Uh, the big guy underneath for them seems like he's always in foul trouble. Sharp, the the other guard can can score. I think he had about sixteen or eighteen in that game, but I believe he has some ankle problems right now. Playing through, he didn't play well against Kansas. You know the same thing with. I said to Q the one day, if they're in man, some of the bigger guards can take Mac down to the paint and shoot over him pretty easily just because of his size. 
And I've said all year, I don't really like him being the point guard. He's better on the wing, getting the ball to him, creating a shot like he did at Georgetown, where with Texas Tech, he's really the ball handler. Yeah, I don't really I mean, like he's, that. He's a good ball handler, but he it makes him look selfish being the point guard and just trying to get 30 a night. Yeah. And there's times, you know, he and he did this at Georgetown a lot that the shot's not there and he tries to still make it happen and that can get him in some some trouble there and it, and I, i'm gonna say the same thing sometimes they're just not the most locked down defense like they were a couple years ago like uva yep all right let's switch some gears let's wrap up the show let's uh oh one i got one thing because you're a pittsburgh oh, go guy for it. pittsburgh oh, guy. Yeah. what is going on with the pit program <laughs> they're they're running for the hills I don't. I really don't know what's going on, and, and the the local media here is always. I mean, you you know from being a Steelers fan, the, the teams here can basically do no wrong, so they've kept it under wraps pretty good. Uh, and I thought Capel was a really good hire, and had this team actually going in the right direction. But now it seems like he's losing control because they had the point guard Johnson left yesterday, and then I saw today uh, one of their big guys. I think Tony, I think his name was, he left and they're both really good players. And yeah. it's like, what's going on two days in a row? And I saw an interview Capel gave and he's, he said, well, it frees up two scholarships for two guys that want to be here. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. And like I said, the local media has not really pushed anything out as to what is going on. And I follow a bunch of the guys on Twitter and they still haven't, shouted anything out on this so uh, and maybe capel uh won't be around as people think i thought it was a good hire too me too i really liked it and i thought he had him going in the right direction and they were I, I mean and the bad thing about that now is with those two guys gone and i'm not sure what year they were if they were coming back next year i think they were and then they're really good guy um champagne or champagne yeah, yeah champagne champagne He's probably going to be in the NBA draft. Yeah. You lose him. Yeah, that's kind of taking a step back. Yeah, they're they're going to really struggle. On it. And you have to expect the ACC to get better next year in a rebound year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears, bud. Let's go to uh, everybody's favorite. What drives the bus, the NFL? So we got rumblings and grumblings, and the quarterback carousel is just non-stop. But I, I'm going to touch on one thing. I've read a Charlie Casserly <laughs> NFL mock draft today, and I about wanted to throw my laptop through the wall, <laughs> thinking this guy has lost it, or maybe he's going to be 100% right. Who knows? But his mock draft to me is absolute hot garbage right now. Now, I do like that Mel Kuyper put out a, a draft finally and made some big announcements in that because you know he's the number one guy when it comes to drafts. But let's go to the quarterback carousel, and let's start with Seattle and all these Russell Wilson rumors. Do you really think in your heart he's going to leave? I said it last week. No. I said no, but then you hear today and it was kind of like, it's weird because his agent came out and said, oh, he doesn't want to go anywhere. But he said, 
he'd go to Vegas, Dallas, or Chicago. And it's like, okay, well, if he doesn't want to go anywhere, why why is he telling the team maybe three different locations that he would go to? Yeah, I, I actually – so if you asked me a week ago, even two weeks ago, I'd be like, no, this is just total garbage. He's trying to use his power to get some guys in there and make his career better and this and that. I think now this – the moniker, whether there's smoke, there's fire, or whatever it is I'm trying to say, I think – this actually is starting to catch some steam. I agree. Uh, now, this would be a massive trade if it happens. But what if the what if somehow they did a sign and trade with Dallas, since that's his landing spot or, or one of his landing spots? I, I think that I think that has validity. And then supposedly the New York Jets are rumored to be in as well. And I'd love to see that happen, just to see what him and Jamal Adams can fist fight in the locker room. I heard, oh yeah, that was, I heard also maybe the Saints. Yes, I that's heard an the Saints team. was another one, but then I saw later tonight it was it was more broken down to Dallas, the Raiders, or the Bears. But the Saints were in that first one. I think I heard earlier in the day would, and that's again like they. Man, that would be – I mean, they have a pretty good team. Roll him in somehow. Drew leaves. Yep. Then you don't have to play that hill. It's so or sick. famous Jameis. Yeah, well, and I think he's a free agent, so they would have to bring yeah, him back. Yeah, he is. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, it would be shocking, but I read a thing today. They said, like, during the season, he was in a meeting with some of the – like, a team officials about, like, preparing for a game, and he didn't like – he kind of said something and they kind of ignored him and he got up and he walked out of the meeting. Cause he's like, I'm not, my voice isn't being heard. And you know, again, he gets hit a lot. He gets hit a well, lot. He's, he's led the league. I think the last 10 years for hits. And you know, they want to run the ball. Well, you better start drafting offensive line people then. Yeah. And they don't. And Chris Carson's most likely going to be out of there. So, you know, these teams, that these people, uh, we got to start running the ball. We got to start running the ball. And it's you hear that with the Pittsburgh fans all the time. And that's why, again, people want Harris from Alabama in the first round. And I'm like, people, he's not going to run the ball because they have nobody that can block. So that's a great segue. A great point, too. So Charlie Casterly's draft, we'll touch on two points of it. He has Najee Harris running back University of Alabama to go number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. No way. Absolutely no way. That team needs everything but a running back. (laughs) They they might need a quarterback, depending on what Matt Ryan does, their defense. Sure, it's gotten better, but no way. No way can you spend the eighth overall pick on Najee Harris. I wouldn't do that with the Steelers. I got bashed. People were attacking me on Twitter. Saying, oh, so what are you going to do? One person wrote me, this was weeks ago, and somebody was bragging him up. And I said, no thanks. And they're like, what do you mean, no thanks? You wouldn't take him. And I said, not at that spot. I wouldn't. And he is a good back. But the thing, too, is if you look at his career carries, he has a lot of career carries. Yeah. Yeah, He's got some some wear on the tread. So you – and again, I don't you could bring back you could have Barry Sanders. It doesn't matter. If you don't have an offensive line, you can't run. And then I got attacked. Well, 
getting that third round and fourth round running backs worked well for the Steelers. Well, no, it hasn't really. But again, when you have your quarterback throw 60 times a game, you didn't really even try to establish the run and the offense line's not very good. So that's why I've been saying the Steelers have to take an offense line in that spot. Okay. That's another great segue. So I don't want to use the model, but what if Dallas won drafting Zeke high? And what if the Giants won drafting Barkley high? I think it's proven anymore. You don't need that running back. You you just don't. And so I was in back to that conversation and a, a, a guy from my hometown wrote me and he said, so you're saying you wouldn't take a running back in the first round? I said, no. And I was kind of saying just Steelers at that spot. And he wrote back, well, so what? The Giants shouldn't have taken Barkley. And I said, well, at that spot in the draft, no. I think they, they took him second, didn't they, in that draft? Say that again? Barkley, when the Giants took Barkley. Wasn't he the overall second pick? Uh, I want to say yes. Ahead of, um, he was ahead of a bunch of quarterbacks. So, and again, Barkley's a fan. Barkley's unbelievable. I'm not saying he is, but the the problem about I'll give you an example with this statement, like the Cowboys this past year. Watching some of the Cowboys games because I have Ezekiel Elliott on some like on a fantasy team. You gave him, you drafted him high. He's done okay. Then you gave him all that money. Now he, to me, he looks out of shape. Yep. He can't hold on to the football anymore. Yep. And watching them, and when they had Tony Pollard running the ball, he seemed better. Yep. And their O line is deteriorated as well. Yeah. And what's it, his value anymore? Yeah, there. I mean, they're And to me, a running back, you can get a running back in this third round, the fourth round. I'm a big running back by committee like the days of these guys i think getting like 30 carries in a game that's not happening anymore there's only there's only two or three anymore that are going to do it period derrick henry's one of them you and you figure somebody else eventually will hit that model as well and i i mean i've seen a lot of drafts nails that they even said i think anita markson on daily wager said she would take um ETM out of uh, Clemson. She she said he's going to be the first running back off the board. <laughs> Man, some people got some good stuff to smoke these days. <laughs> you know what I call that? I call those puff pieces. They just want they want somebody to bite. And I disagree with that. I think Harris by far should be the first running Agreed. back off. But but not number eight overall. No, no, not even. I mean, not to the Steelers. I just wouldn't take him at that spot. The Steelers have so many problems and the one is the offensive line i mean your center just retired Uh, you know villanueva if they haven't got rid of him they need to they have a lot of holes in that offensive line so and again you know i that's everything i'm seeing about the atlanta falcons i see a quarterback so great segue again um Let's touch on the Steelers. First of all, I'm pretty much glad that everything I've been saying for a month is, why do you want J.J. Watt here? And I think these people have finally realized he doesn't fit here. Good. Let's move on from that. But back to Charlie Casterly's draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Overall, at number 24, 
Justin Fields quarterback. Oh my goodness. In what world? Now maybe we're just complete dolts. In what world does Justin Fields fall to pick 24? I saw somebody that's funny you said that because right before we started, I was on my phone and somebody made a comment about that on Twitter and they said, Oh, a mock has us getting him at 24. And I'm like, what mock draft is this? How is this Charlie Casserly? How is he falling to 24? Yeah. And again, uh, Ben's supposedly going to come back with a restructured deal and they have Haskins. So now what you're going to, you're going to roster three QBs again. And you still got Rudolph. So then you have, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, then you have to move somebody. Yeah. And the problem, and I said this about what's intriguing about the Steelers is this after the year, you know, Ben, this is it for Ben then. Yep. What do you do? Mason Rudolph again, hasn't really played enough. How do you give him a contract? Yeah, he's not the answer in my opinion. Oh, I don't think he is either. And Dwayne Haskins from what we saw here down in D.C. Now, can he maybe develop? Maybe. I mean, he's a young guy still. Is his head on straight? Is he going to produce? But he's a free agent. It's on a one-year deal. Every quarterback then is a free agent. Yep. What do you do? Yeah, this QB carousel I think is really going to heat up probably – a week to two weeks before we hit the draft, because this is going to be one of the best QB drafts we've had potentially in a while. This, this could be a a really, really gold draft with these guys. And, you know, I read one today that Watson sat down with the head coach of the Texans and said, I'm not quarterback in here. Yeah. I I mean, so there's gotta be a big piece to fall. Let's I'm really intrigued to see who it is. And I really think this Russell Wilson is going to gain some more steam. Yeah, you know, the same thing with Watson. You know, they've come out and said, well, we're not trading him. What's going to happen there? Yeah. Because I don't think he's showing up. And then he's going to lose money. I mean, would this be a situation like, then I'm out of football, I'm done, I'm not playing? If I mean, I think, again, I said it last week, I think they make a deal. Someone's going to come. I mean, I saw one now again. Was this like a PlayStation trade? Carolina was really after him, and it was like, number one, their first round this year, first round next year, McCaffrey. I mean, it was like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it was like a PlayStation trade. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I give up all that for, again, Deshaun Watson's a really good talent. But And again, people are going to say, Smitty, you don't like your running backs, but it's a really good running back. Yeah, and if, if, if Carolina were to do a deal like that, who's protecting Watson? I mean... That team was a bad team. Yeah. So now you're getting rid of playmakers. You can just bring the house on uh, Watson all the time. Yeah. I just, and you know, another one, you brought it up, JJ. I agree. I'm so glad I was, you know, I went on a rant last week about how the whole family, I guess, was going to be on the Steelers team then because the dad in the shed making sub. Oh my goodness. I mean, these people saying we need him and we should cut people and bring him and come on people. Give me a break. Come on. Yenzers. I mean, yeah, that's what, I mean, good Lord almighty. That was bad. And now, I mean, it seems like now, and you brought the team up last week, Buffalo, Green Bay makes sense. And Tennessee's the third and and Tennessee. Yep. I said all three of those make sense. If they have, if they have the cap room to, to do it. Yeah. And I saw today, Tennessee, uh, Adam Humphreys, they released him, saved about five, six million on their cap. Uh, you know, not a bad wide receiver. Yeah, and it looks like Tennessee's going to lose John U. Smith as well. So that Anthony Ferkser gets a 
big bump up in, in their their tight end department. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know talking about the draft. I I love drafts, and we'll do a draft show. It's going to be very intriguing. I think that's going to be a lot of action, like you said. I think that could be could that be when Watson gets traded draft night, uh, the first round. Could that be a Russell Wilson trade? I that would be awesome. I think it's going to be. It could be crazy, and that's that's exciting. I mean, drafts. I I really like drafts. But man, you start moving some of those pieces around and teams. But I think it's going to be quarterback heavy. And, you know, the kid out of BYU, I really like him. And I think someone's going to have a a pretty good talent there. I could be dead wrong because sometimes I'm right on quarterbacks and some players. And sometimes I'm way wrong on some players. But I, I liked watching him this year. I think he's a good quarterback. I would take him over fields. By far, I would I would agree with taking him over Fields, but I'm not that sold on him myself. I think the kid from North Dakota, uh, Trey Lance, is is well, my North Dakota State. Yep. Yep. I think he's my number two, even though there's not much film on him and everything. But I think from a raw talent perspective, he's going to play out in the league for quite a while. But I still can't believe Kyle Trask is not getting any run. It, it, or, or or traction period. And I don't understand it. No. And you know, that's Q's team and really Q's really high on him. I like him too. I'm really high on him. A tough competitor, big kid can make the throws. Yeah. I mean, you haven't heard, I've heard, I mean, I've heard like stuff like third round. Yeah. So the one comparison though, I heard to him though, is Brock Osweiler. And I'm like, Ooh, man, that's, that's that's, not a good, that's that's not a good one. No, but it's a it's an on point kind of comparison because Osweiler was highly touted too. Oh yeah, you know I like one I you know is intriguing and you can look and say well he played on Alabama Mac Jones. Yeah. Now Mac Jones looks like he has a physique like mine, not very good. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tom Brady has proved us all wrong. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I, can I tell you something about and you know people are going to listen to this and go, my goodness, this guy is a little out there. I watched a cornhole tournament. <laughs> now, now, stay with me for a second on this. All right. Now, again, people are going to like, what is, what's, what's Smitty smoking in the basement? Uh, so a cornhole tournament, and it was the wide receiver Smith from Alabama and Mac Jones, and they were teamed up with professionals. And they played first, and Mac Jones and the professional won. And then he played Doug Flutie and another professional. And again, your people are going to say, what's he talking about here? I just like the kid's personality. He was really goofy and joking around and was like making comments to the crowd. And then Doug Flutie he was playing against Flutie and he was really trash talking. Flutie just has a little swagger to him a little bit. And I'm like, man, if he does this on the football field, I like it. I like his personality. I like the little swagger. I like the little trash talk. I know this is cornhole. We played in the backyard on barbecues. And like, what are we talking about? The kid showed you that he could play in college. I like him. And there's a lot of talk down here. Could the Redskins grab him? I think the Redskins, that would be a great pick for the Redskins. I think he's going to be a good quarterback too. I like him. So I'll say two things. One, he is vanilla as vanilla can get from a quarterback flash standpoint and two hey if he fails he's got a future in cornhole hey he's good not bad yeah. 
Not bad. Johnsonville Brats could be a nice sponsor right there. I just, I like the trash talking, just a real good person. You know, I like people that have personality. I think that goes far. You don't, do you want somebody that's kind of like a little bit goofy and not like really interactive with the team? He just seems like he would have a good personality, could come on and could maybe take a team over or sit a year and learn and, I think you'd do a good job. Uh, you know, the kid out of uh, North Dakota State to go back to you. I agree with you too on that. Not a lot of film. Looks more of a runner. Can he? I mean, great stats. Twenty-eight touchdowns, zero interceptions a year ago. It's a project. I mean, he's the wild. He's the wild card. I mean, you could maybe draft him and sit for a year, and then he could take off, and you'd be maybe the smartest GM. Or you're going to draft him high, and he's going to be a complete bust. Yep. And that could cost you your job. That's why I would not want one of those jobs to, because it sets your team back. If you are high in the draft and you take a player, especially a quarterback, and it's a bust, it just sets your team back maybe five years. Yeah. Well, buddy, you got anything else you want to hit on? Today? No, man. I think I, I think that was a good show. I think um, we hit a lot. I mean, we're going to keep trying to bring some NFL talk on these shows because everybody like matt said loves the nfl and we still got some college football that we could bring uh up throughout the show too over uh, the next couple weeks they're playing oh yeah um but saturday morning we're gonna just bust it out again and try to find those winners for everybody and you know give us feedback let us know write this you know if you want to hear us talk about something else please let us know and we'll try to bring it to you. I mean, if you want some golf dropped, we'll bring up some golf. Matt's really big into golf. So I was going to say that same thing, buddy. I was going to say if any listeners have questions or pieces, they want us to cover subjects to touch anything, just reach out, hit our Twitters. We got uh, at notebook wagering at Smitty at Q mills. And at, if you follow Matt, give us a shout, give us a try. We'll be around. Sounds good, buddy. All right, man. Thanks, everybody. Great night, everyone. Find those winners. You got it.